Happy Friday, everyone. It's May now, and we're still locked inside. No need to worry, though, because the six god himself, Drake, just released a new project for all of us to enjoy. It's working as a distraction from having to communicate with my family, but that's about it. Drake swung and missed with this one, y'all. Let's dive into why that is. Welcome to the Silly Goose Podcast, Episode 5. I had no idea what today's show was going to be about until around this time yesterday when Drake dropped the bomb on us saying he was going to come out with a new project at midnight last night, Dark Lane Demo Tapes. Now, we were all expecting something from Drake, given that he just, you know, smashed the charts and the TikTok universe with the release of Toozy Slide just around a month ago, but I was not expecting it this soon. Sure, it's something new to consume since there isn't a lot of that lately due to you-know-what. But on this one, I was kind of wishing he would have taken more time. That's right. I think Dark Lama... Ugh, can't even say it right. I think that Dark Lane Demo Tapes is trash. I was up until around 4 in the morning last listening and re-listening to this project. And for the most part, it's an L for Drizzy. Let's not beat around the bush, and let's get right into it. We're going to talk about each track individually. Track number one, Deep Pockets. Deep Pockets is literally a throwaway track from Drake. He played it on his Instagram Live a few weeks ago, along with several other unreleased tracks, and Drake even confirmed that it was recorded during the making of Scorpion, which had three million tracks too many on it as well. This song feels like a throwaway. The beat is very raw and repetitive, I'm not really sure what the vocal sample was, but it did. It doesn't work. It sounds like the beat is being played in reverse, and not in any clever way that I can think of. As for what Drake is trying to say on this track, it's basically about his abnormal life he's had throughout his upbringing in Toronto, to his overwhelming success in the States and across the world, but it it doesn't come off in a reflective way that I think he was going for. It sounds more braggish and arrogant in a way that turns me off to the track. Deep Pockets off to a bad start. Now, track number two, When to Say When. Now, this is one of the four, I would say, best tracks on this project. The sad thing is, two of them aren't even new, including this one. Drake threw this one out along with the uh, the next track, Chicago Freestyle, on the OVO SoundCloud earlier this year. And honestly, I love both of them. This one makes perfect sense for where Drake is at in his career right now. He's been on top of the charts for years. Every great song is elevated by his popularity. 33 years, I gave that to the game. I mean, obviously it's not literal, but it feels like it's been that long since Drake blew up with the amount of smash hits that he's had. But the irony in the track is that he's not necessarily talking about when he's going to call it quits, but when these young up-and-coming rappers and artists are going to try to stop chasing Drake's legacy. He questions the people who've maybe acted like yes-men just so they can see a paycheck along the way. 
when he gets into the bars about like Michael Rubin and decides to be like he decides to be next like he's switching plans are some of his best bars in a while obviously this was his first bar about uh being a dad saying he'd do anything for his little man after Pusha T outed him for hiding his son from the uh hiding his son from the world in 2018 with the uh the story of Adidon which is a phenomenal diss track and he clearly won that battle but that's just my opinion and arguably a lot of other people's opinion but this is an honest drake whose words are clever the message is clear and the underlying vocal track to go along with a relatively simple beat to just let drake be drake and vent out his issues is quite honestly refreshing to me good track and one of the best on this mixtape number two for me but my number one on this uh on this mixtape for sure has to be chicago freestyle this is my favorite drake track of 2020 and quite honestly it could be my favorite over the last two years Givian's opening chorus struck me when i first heard it in march and it hit me honestly even last night when i heard it again because i was up at like four in the morning listening to all that. anyway Drake talks about what it's like to be on the road in another city, meeting up with one of his girls, and the thought process he had versus the values he might have now as a father, as an adult, grown up. He knows the game. He knows exactly what he's been doing. And what I really love is, uh, unexpectedly, when I first started this one, I heard him use Eminem's flow and the lyrics from the track Superman off the Eminem show from back in the day. I thought it fit perfectly into the themes of this track. Women come and go, but I keep moving, basically. But throughout the track, he takes us on a journey of a night with a, a city girl he's fascinated with. Quote, I could show you the bigger I could show you bigger things than that. It's gonna be a minute till I'm back. Quote. This track has a story to it that I feel is unique to the lifestyle of a superstar, such as Drake. The ease of the flow he uses along with Givian's vocals are a match made in not in heaven, but in the windy city of Chicago. Won't you meet me by the bean? Too early, baby. Won't you meet me by the bean? I think it's beautiful. 10 out of 10 for this leaked track. <laughs> track number four, Not To You. Chris Brown and Drake with their second collab in a year is a pretty classic R&B slowdown for both of them. But... Their last one, No Guidance, was leaps and bounds ahead of this track, and that's a fact. The typical synth overlay on this is pretty underwhelming to me, and Chris Brown is barely even utilized as a feature. I mean, No Guidance was both of them together, and this is mainly just Drake and peppering in just a little bit of Chris Brown here and there. He's mainly used as a backing vocal, that's not even heard except for the random switch up that didn't work at the halfway mark in the song. And Drake's famous sing talking is not effective to make you feel anything on this one. He's only talking about a girl coming to him after a breakup, trying to sweet talk her the only way that Drake can. Very average to below average track from two guys who have proven they can do better than this. Meh. Track number five, Toozy Slide. TikTok exploded earlier this month when this track hit the market. The music video 
Drake posted from his, can I just say, his insane looking mansion. Oh my god, how big is that thing? And how how many fireworks can you light off wherever that was coming from legally without getting a, a complaint? Oh my god, that house was so nice. The, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. But he posted it from his mansion that uh, he on it. I'm pretty sure he said he had as like his computer background for years until he owned it, which was pretty fun to see, especially when the uh, the virus news was all anyone was thinking about went up until it was released. And it's a pretty harmless track that doesn't really offer anything more than an escape from reality, which is perfect for right now and a chance to go viral with your dance moves. Which I never will because even though I was voted best dancer in my high school class, I I think I'm losing it a little bit. I haven't really gotten down the way I used to. But hey, life after high school is basically just all the way down. Uh, no. I'm joking. Obviously not. There's more that lies ahead, everyone. Okay? But anyway, if there's one thing that we know about Drake, he knows how to make a catchy song that anyone can move to... I put this on the same level as like a hotline bling or in my feelings where Drake does nothing more than entertain and that's perfectly fine. Fun track with nothing crazy going on. Sadly, one of the better ones on here in terms of production and execution. Moving on to track number six, Desires featuring Future. Now, diehard Drake stands are probably going to enjoy this one with future they've proven that they can get a hit together after their joint project back in 2015 with what a time to be alive uh this more up-tempo track touches on what i'm assuming is drake talking to his baby mama while they were together having their child and how to approach the situation since drake was keeping it a secret rightfully so uh future's verse on this track is nothing to write home about talking about a, a side piece trying to become and prove her worth to be his main chick yada 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 we've heard it all before i'm not positive if the outro on this track is juice world or not but it also serves as a sneak peek to the next track time flies which is pretty nice but although it's a unique perspective from drake on this one i don't think it really hits the way he it was intended to which is definitely a theme of this project but uh who knows maybe this song is a sign for a drake and future potential album in the future no pun intended but for now desire is not what i was hoping it to be moving on to track number seven time flies now this one makes sense for the climate of the time right now even though it's a typical drake track talking about a girl it has one bar that I actually found kind of honest to the time that we're living in right now. Quote, right now, I'm just stuck inside the crib on my own. Soon as I free up, I'm about to pop on your phone. End quote. It's pretty relatable, honestly, to anyone in a relationship or anyone who may have a thing with a certain someone that they can't go see because of the virus or locked inside. So I think that could hit home for a few people that could connect but besides that, besides that, I'm assuming it was, uh, I'm assuming that line was intentional, but it may be coincidental because I don't know when this track was made. The outro of the song, in my opinion, is way too long and the beat switch is cartoonishly cheesy. 
it has this like weird techno theme that I can't get past and the amount of echo on it is quite honestly pretty annoying. No real crazy themes that we haven't heard from him a million times before. Another disappointing track, moving on. Track number eight, Landed. I actually enjoyed this one a little bit. Uh, this one is basically the flex of all flexes on this mixtape for Drizzy. On the first listen, though, I wasn't I wasn't happy with it, but the second time around, I liked it more, and I'm probably going to like it more as I go on. Pretty fun. Uh, I think there's irony and pride in what Drake is doing with this track. Uh, he flexes how much money he has and how much he can buy, especially when referencing, obviously, the Cartier pen. Asking if he sounds different because he wrote it with the, wrote that line with it. Obviously, he doesn't sound different, but the hilariosity of it is that he has the means where he can just buy something as ridiculously expensive as a pen without even worrying about it. The title is about a jet he has that he references as Air Drake, which I think is pretty ridiculous. But it's fitting. He's Drake. He can afford that sort of thing. Uh, he sells out arenas like Scottie Pippen. Bought that girl a shovel because she's gold digging. Bought his dog a rolly because he rolled with it. Good bars. He had some of his best bars on the mixtape for sure on this song. But... Other than that, it's a fun track that I could probably go back and listen to. 6 out of 10. Moving on. I don't really give grades here. Uh, track 9, D4L. This is hands down probably going to be the most popular track on the song just because of the sheer star power that's on it. I mean, Drake, Future, and Young Thug. Oh my god, all on one beat? I can't believe it. I think the star power, though, is a little too hot to handle on this one. But I, I overall, I enjoy it as a whole. It has this nice little indie feel. Uh, similar to, but not really, Offset and Cardi B's track, Clout, which I really like solely because of the uh, the rhythm, the flow, and the, uh, and the beat. Uh, but D4L, obviously, referencing Atlanta rap group from the mid-2000s. D4L, who had a big hit with uh, Laffy Taffy. Uh, the amount of times I heard Future and Young Thug say, What's happening in? Which uh, D4L made popular. It can get pretty annoying. It's a pretty repetitive song. But as a Young Thug fan, I think he was seriously underused compared to Future who is a little bit more prominent in this one. The beat is fast-paced, just like the song, which is just over three minutes. Everyone is just bringing their own bars to this track to lift it up as a party hit at the frats, at the clubs, in the car with your friends, I don't know. I think they succeeded with this one as a uh, commercial hit, but anything more than that, it, it it's just not there, but I'm sure I'm going to be hearing it for months on end. 7 out of 10. To track number 10, Pain 1993. Oh boy. Hands down, worst track on this mixtape. My ears were hurting with this last one. I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Oh my god. Let's start with Drake. His flow is boring. He's not saying anything that really makes sense. His bars are all over the place along with the track, quite honestly. He reverted to that stupid, like, monotone BS that he does when he collabs with someone like Cardi. The beat is the best part, and it's average as, 
at best of this song, but I really want to talk about Playboy Cardi. I asked my friends last night who are Playboy Cardi fans, and anyone who knows me knows that I am not the biggest fan of his, but for real, like, this is the worst thing I've heard all year. This is the worst thing I have heard all year. That baby voice crap he tried to pull did not work at all, like, embarrassingly bad. I asked my friends who are Playboy Cardi fans what the hell happened there, and they agreed with me. They thought it was stupid. And it just brought this track down to from being bad to the worst thing I've heard all year. Like, I can I can barely even hear what he's saying because there's, like, three backing tracks of him in the background when it's his turn to, to, to speak. Like, I hated this track so much that I am genuinely happy that I know I don't have to ever hear it again under my own free will. Like, if someone turns it on in the car, I'm probably going to hop out the car. Hop out the car when it's moving, if this song comes on. If Pain 1993 comes on in the car while it's moving, I'm hopping out the car. That's it. Hopping out the car. Okay, moving on from that doo-doo garbage of a song to track number 11, Losses. Finally, a track with a, with some story to it. I mean, this one is Drake talking about essentially a relationship that went off the rails. The intro is a snippet of a live stream I think he did with his dad back in March. This track feels like it belongs on a mixtape. It has themes that are worth diving into, but it doesn't match up to the level that an album track would be on, if that makes sense. The beat that honestly sounds like it should have been on More Life with the uh, sample that he uses there works pretty well with the tone of the song. Drake, once again, trying to reflect on a broken relationship. He's saying how the uh, rise to success essentially tore them apart. He claims that they he tried to bring her up with him, but she quote-unquote never grew her wings. He has a nice bar referencing started, started from the bottom, but quote, you stayed there. She stayed down at the bottom while he came up from nothing. They were both nothing. He rose to something and she was still nothing. He also says that he's better than he's ever been. I'm assuming it's emotionally and literally because he's probably the most popular that he has ever been in his life right now. And the outro to me was pretty unnecessary, but that's just me nitpicking. Overall, uh, it's a track I'm probably not going to listen back to, which is a shame because I don't know, man. I really wanted this to be good from when I heard about it. <sighs> Moving on to track 12 from Florida with Love. Again, another known throwaway on this mixtape. Genius News says that this one was recorded while Drake was working on Scorpion, which, like I said, which was a, a dumpster in its own right, give or take four or five songs. Because uh, there were like three million on there. Uh, this one is referencing Drake being robbed at gunpoint which I never knew about until I read. Uh, he touches on now being strapped 24-7 and learning from his mistakes after being robbed. This track could have been really good. I really do think this track could have been a lot better than it is. I don't think the constant use of the plug soundbite was necessary and the repetition honestly kills the vibe for me. He tries to make this one similar to... I. I mean, I think I heard 
a little bit of fake love in there. Not with the beat at all, because that beat was something entirely different. But I think with the flow uh, towards the end, I think it was trying. He was going for something like that, where it was kind of catchy. But I, 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 I don't think it worked. I, I, just like a lot of this album. I mean, yeah, he references Kobe, which is a nice thing to do. But at the end of the day, it's a below average Drake song, which is just unacceptable at where he is because he knows how to make a hit. Uh, and he's just got to be honest, man. Like, come on. Come on, Drake. Uh, moving on anyway. Track 13, Demons. Uh... This one sounded like a combination of the late Pop Smoke's Dior and going to church. And it doesn't work. Not only that, but Drake reverts to that confusing accent he started utilizing a few years ago. Uh, ugh, I hated it. Fivio Foreign doesn't impress me on this one. And Sosa Geek is pretty bad in his own verse as well. He... Sosa Geek had this like weird off-tempo flow that just didn't go well with this like loud, and I mean loud, beat that is almost overproduced. This is the first time I've ever really thought that. There is a lot happening in this one that I just did not enjoy. Another one, quite honestly, I'm glad to get away from. Now, the 14th and final track, War. If Demons was loud, then this one is just too long. Even though it's like exactly three minutes, Drake just keeps going on this one where it it's, sounds like a bad freestyle. I, I didn't even know what he was talking about the entire time. It felt like he was just saying words on a beat in the accent that I referenced before. I think it's some sort of Canadian thing, but he, he only does it a few times, and it, and it essentially really never works nothing to say really about this track except it was bad as a whole as a whole dark lane demo tapes it's pretty bad and i really hate to say it because we know that drake knows what his best music sounds like forget giving us what we want in terms of sheer amount of things why not just put out the tracks that have those good messages and stories that drake knows how to tell in them just put them out as singles right and then when you have a cohesive story in mind that you can build on those themes from those singles and boom you have a great album drake also dropped last night that he was going to come out with an album this summer and it needs to be better than this because, guys, I'm a, I'm a Drake fan. I've been a Drake fan probably since I was allowed to start listening to music like this. Honestly, even before, because I started listening to rap music before I was really allowed to. But I know, I know it's just a mixtape, but, like, Drake can do better than that. Like, we all know it, and he knows it. He, he finds success on his own when he's being honest with the listener and being honest with himself. So far gone. If you're reading this, it's too late. Views, nothing was the same. Take care. Like he's he, he he's more capable of doing it himself. He's just got to do it. I look forward to reviewing his album over the summer. But for now, 
I'm stuck with a few good tracks and a lot of garbage. I know this was a switch up from what I normally do, but I think I'm going to keep going with this music thing for a while because I, I love music, man. I love music and I hope you all enjoy listening about music, but we're going to keep rolling with sports, comedy, music. I think those are going to be the big three for me. You know, I'm still trying to figure out what this really is. So give me feedback if you want. Hit me up on the socials, Instagram at Spencer Gustafson and Twitter at uh, Spenny Goose underscore underscore. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll catch you guys next week on uh, Silly Goose Podcast. Peace out.